Welcome to the Startup Competitors Podcast, where we talk with early stage entrepreneurs and to understand what information they use to inform product roadmap, strategy, and market differentiation. Want regular updates on moves your competitors are making? You can learn more at startupcompetitors.com. Hey there. Today we're chatting with Megan Havick, who's CMO and co-founder of Sequence. Sequence is a new platform for travel advisors. We spend a little bit of time talking about what a travel advisor does today, what the state of that market is, the software that they're building, and what it's going to do for travel advisors. We talk a lot about building an early stage tech company, what it's like to launch without a technical co-founder, talk a little bit about their experiences with accelerators and some of their strategies around accelerators fundraising, early go-to-market strategy. Great conversation, really enjoyed it. Find Megan online, uh, LinkedIn, and say thank you for coming on the show. And I truly hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks so much. This episode is sponsored by Product Light. Product Light helps you separate the should build from the could build features to keep you on the right track. Get compelling insight from stakeholders and customers the same day you sign up. Visit productlight.com today for a free trial. Welcome to the show. Today, we're chatting with Megan Habig, who's the CMO and co-founder of Sequence. Megan, welcome. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. Why don't we start with a quick pitch for Sequence? Sequence is a workflow management software created by travel agents for travel agents. And before you ask the question, yes, travel agents do still exist. (laughs) We have uh, updated terminology a little bit over the past few years and now go by travel advisor. So the same way that you would look at a financial advisor, somebody that you're really trusting with your future, your finances, people are looking at travel advisors, agents, the exact same way. It's much more of a relationship than a one-on-one transaction anymore. And the work and what goes into being a travel advisor then requires a little bit more than it might have in the past. In fact, 100,000 travel agents in the U.S. alone are responsible for generating over $32 billion dollars in travel revenue per year. And that number actually grows to $4 trillion worldwide. So as I said, you know, to generate these numbers, travel agents are juggling thousands of tasks per trip. We're working on hundreds of trips per year. And yet there really is no system that's been developed to streamline or standardize this workflow process. Most agents are using antiquated solutions, pen and paper, post-it notes, whiteboards, or have had to retrofit an existing project management tool to really fit what they need to do. So rather than solving the problem, these systems are simply acting as a band-aid to the chaos, the overwhelm, the frustration that agents, advisors, feel when it comes to organizing their business. 86% of travel agents are actively seeking a solution. So Sequence, at its core, tells the travel agent what to do and when to do it through built-in workflows, detailed task lists, integrations. System not only brings order to the absolute madness (laughs) that is the travel agent's list of daily, weekly, and monthly tasks but then allows them to continue to make the -the behind-the-scenes magic that they do for each individual client trip. Sequence is bringing order to travel. What's your background? Why start Sequence? Myself and my two other co-founders, we collectively have almost two decades working in the travel industry. The three of us have each owned our own independent travel agencies. And, you know, I guess to back it up a little bit further, met over a few glasses of wine at an industry conference back in 2019 And like all great ideas, you know, on the back of a napkin, that's how Sequence was born. We were truly sitting around complaining, you know, as one is wont to do, about the fact that it was just 
chaos when it came to handling all of the specific things that go into a client's trip from the time you first make that first touch point, you first learn somebody's name, you've learned that they're looking to take a trip to South Africa, let's say, all the way through that process until they return from the trip. And as I said, there's been an evolution over the years from your travel agent, who I think brings to mind somebody's aunt with blue hair in a storefront handing out cruise brochures, to what we exist within the industry as today. And the number of touch points that go into creating that perfect client trip, everything, as I said, from, you know, that initial contact to finding out what specifically that client is looking for in the trip, how they like to travel, who they're traveling with, the reason for traveling, you know, whether it's a vacation or they're they're really looking to understand a new culture. And then taking that one step further and the follow-ups, the reaching out to suppliers on the ground. I have had a client who has an allergy to feathers. So reaching out to properties in India to make sure they can swap out the pillows and the duvets and that that's not an issue. So there's a lot more that goes into planning a client trip than just a couple of clicks. It's also why the industry is still in existence with the introduction of the internet and the fact that there are so many tools for consumers to book on their own. It's just a different way to travel. It's a different type of trip. And I think that COVID as well actually benefited us in some ways because it continued to show the value that we can provide and that handholding and just the confidence that we're able to give our clients, knowing they have somebody who has the ins and outs of the industry on lock. We have suppliers and an understanding of destinations that you can't find online. And then you take that one step further just to the different experiences that can be offered in those destinations. And everything I've just said requires one task, two tasks, three tasks, 100 tasks. And then we're doing that hundreds of times over for each individual trip. So today, your average travel advisor is supporting how many clients? It really does depend, but probably on a yearly average for somebody who's been in the industry five plus years, you could have 100 plus trips a year. And those do range from a weekend getaway to a two-week super high-end honeymoon somewhere. But for each trip, regardless of the price point and the duration, the actual tasks that the advisor has to go through typically don't change much. There might be some nuances, as I mentioned, somebody who is allergic to feathers or, you know, there's a specific place that they want to eat dinner. But that kind of uh, task list doesn't change much trip to trip. So then if an advisor is using a product like Sequence, what do you think that allows them to scale to? How does that change their business? You know, we're looking at Sequence a little bit less about scaling the overall capabilities of the business and more streamlining it. So for most people getting into travel, it's because they love to travel themselves. They want to be able to share their expertise with others. So yes, there is the ability to turn through more trips and to better manage the work that you're currently putting into each of those. But it is more about bringing back that work-life balance and bringing back that joy of sharing your expertise and sharing that opportunity to travel with somebody else. So many of us right now are just inundated day in and day out with all of these tasks that go into planning a trip. And because there is no streamlined way of doing it, you know, you're dealing with so much repetition. You're dealing with inconsistency sometimes as well. If you've not taken a pre-existing platform and built it out well, then your client trip may look one way for this client and it might look another way for another client, which is tough on your clients. <laughs> uh, it's tough on yourself. And you're just constantly repeating these same tasks in a manner that could be better streamlined and utilized. 
current status of the business, paint a picture for somebody who's listening where you and your co-founders are at with this company. We're three co-founders. We all have our own travel businesses, but we are new to this whole tech startup space. So piece of cake. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been a breeze. You'll be a unicorn (laughs) in like 30 days. Exactly. So no, we, uh, as I said before, COVID was kind of good for us in a way. Our travel businesses tanked, but it gave us a really good opportunity to focus on sequence. And so probably the past month or two have been fantastic. We got accepted into Founders Boost Pre-Accelerator Program, which has been a huge benefit to us. We're just kicking off week three with that. And it's been a really good opportunity to, one, have the support and resources that Founders Boost is able to bring to the table, also to connect with other founders and just you know, be reassured that there are no stupid questions and other people are going through exactly what you're going through. And to be able to ask questions in a forum like that and have other people come back and whether it's to sympathize or offer advice is fantastic. So we are moving through that. We are getting ready to start our pre-seed funding, which is very exciting, a little bit terrifying. (laughs) But, uh, you know, again, Foundersuice has been great for that. And we've been lucky enough to curate I think we're up to 11 kind of advisors at this point who are not part of an official advisory board, but fall within our advisor network who have been very willing to chat with us and answer the emails and pick up the phone. And we're really lucky to have a really strong network we've been able to curate over the past 18 months or so. So yeah, we um, just launched our landing page as well, which is probably, I think, what we're most excited about. We've had so much interest within the industry itself and people banging down our door asking, what's next? When can we get in front of this? When can we see what you're doing? And so the fact that we have a clickable prototype right now, we're able to launch our landing page and invite people on what we're calling hard hat tours, bit of an industry play and, you know, checking out the product while it's a little bit behind the scenes still, not entirely complete, but giving them an idea of what's coming and really generating that excitement and interest. What's the URL for the landing page? It is sequencesoftware.com. Most founders start companies because they figured out a better way to solve a problem or serve a need. Not because they love tracking payroll, filling out compliance forms, and explaining employee benefits packages. And yet, all that stuff still has to be done. That's why there's Fullstack PEO. Fullstack PEO specializes in turnkey HR for emerging companies. Not just those core services, but advice and expertise that helps founders maximize employee potential. Curious? Find more at fullstackpeo.com. Let's hit some of the things on the journey so far, just because I'm kind of interested. So if you're only in week three of the accelerator and you have 17 advisors that you've picked up over the last few months, where did you find those advisors? What was that process to kind of start to build the network and get the right people on the team? We are lucky in a sense that the three of us co-founders are located in three different parts of the U.S. So it's a completely virtual team based here in Indianapolis. We've got Alex, who's our COO. She's in Knoxville, Tennessee. And Kimber, our CEO, actually just moved to Austin, Texas. So one thing she was just able to do recently was participate in their startup week, which was great. And, you know, we've had a couple people kind of come through just, as I mentioned, the whole business started over a couple glasses of wine. So we're continuing to build our network and, you know, do what we do best and share some wine and have some conversations with people A lot of it, too, is just leveraging people within the industry and everybody knows somebody. And what's been very, very uplifting, I think, is the willingness for people to help. And if you are able to ask the questions, if you're able to track down an email address for maybe somebody who could 
share some insights into either their journey going through this sort of process before or some insight into their expertise. Honestly, nine times out of 10, they're willing to either help themselves or direct you to somebody else. So it's been a lot of legwork. Kimber, our CEO, has definitely picked up the heavy lifting on that, but she's spent a lot of time really trying to find the right people for us to help us succeed. Who's building software in this space today? As far as who's building software in the space, it's an interesting sort of position we find ourselves in because truly our direct competitor is pen and paper. And I'm not sure you get that often. Oh, I, it's way more than you think. <laughs> Actually, flipboard and pen is a very common. There you go. Yeah, 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 I can throw Excel into the mix as well. Post-it notes, whiteboard. Excel is the ultimate software solution for many, many industries. Yeah. <laughs> for better or worse, right? Yeah. So yeah, the systems that are currently in place for project management within the travel industry are very antiquated. A lot of people are truly using a notebook or I have my whiteboards on the wall. I'm guilty of it just as much as the next travel advisor is. But when it comes to some sort of software solution, a lot of people then have turned to your traditional project management software. So you have your Asana, your Basecamp, people are using Trello. And while those are all well and good, what they're lacking is still that industry-specific cadence and information set. So it's still something where a travel agent, a travel advisor has to go in and manually build out what they need that product to do, which again means things could potentially get missed or it's just this redundancy that is built into the system itself. There isn't always a way to copy and paste what they did for this trip into another trip. So they're having to build that out again. Within the industry itself, there are some tools that advisors use when it comes to itinerary building or tracking CRM information, tracking commissions. But all of those then lack that sort of task list component to it. There's some that do a lot of things. There's some that do some things well. There's some that don't really do a great job in general with much of anything. But as far as specifically creating a way for advisors to know what to do and when to do it, there really isn't an apples to apples comparison out there. When you think of the software product you want to build and what it's going to look like five years from now, what are some of the things that if I was a travel advisor would get me really excited, not just industry-specific workflows and language and task lists, but what are some of the other things that you feel like can really position Sequence to be unique in the market? One of the things that we're really trying to do from day one is create a community around this product. It's something that the industry itself really lends itself well to because as much as people love to travel outside of the industry, those of us in it, it's we live it day to day and we're constantly doing our best to juggle getting out there in the world, being global citizens, understanding what our clients want and need also with the business side of things and the understanding that goes into that and just kind of the unique culture around it. It's stressful. It's a lot. It's a little bit maddening. I mean, I think that everybody in the industry would say you do have to be a little bit mad to be in it in the first place. And so I think in addition to just helping people work smarter, not harder. We're also hoping to create a space where they can understand that they're not alone, as kind of corny and cliche as that may sound. And so one of the things that we're doing is our first 100 lifetime membership signups are joining what we're calling the sequence speakeasy. And what we're really trying to do with that is kind of continue that conversation, create not something that's 
exclusive in a way that we're removing other people from the conversation, but we want people that really support the product and they want to be along for that ride. We want people that are happy to answer questions, are happy to sit in and have conversations about what else we can do for the larger sequence community, where they would benefit. You know, in the long term, we're hoping to do, we've thrown out, you know, sequence summer camps and ways to further engage with the community when it comes to both the software itself and just travel in general. And so I think that there's a lot of opportunities for us to continue to share our collective travel knowledge and then to continue to bring in experts, even outside of just the tech space and what we're doing with the platform, just to better support the work that we're all doing on a day-to-day basis. When you envision the solution on the financial side, whether it's commission tracking, referrals, whatnot, how much of my time as a travel advisor spent running that side of the business versus researching, booking, following up, answering questions, things like that? Probably depends on the trip, to be honest. You know, if you're going to split it out, it's probably, I guess I'll go with myself specifically, you know, working in my travel business, I probably spend about 70% of my time working within specific trip-related tasks. So whether that's researching, that's emailing with clients, that's calls with clients, that's having conversations with suppliers, putting together proposals, the follow-up, all of that is probably 70% of my day-to-day. The commission tracking, the reason I was laughing about how much time it takes depends on who you're trying to track down commissions from. But working on the back end, that is one part of the business that there are some pretty decent tools that are in existence to support. Again, from a CRM management standpoint, from commissions tracking, again, there's a lot of people that still use Excel, but it's operating a business very much in the way you would operate any business. And so I think that when it comes to those sort of backend operations, there's tools that are much more universal that work better. When it comes then to the day-to-day and that other 70%, there really is no good way right now to work yourself through those day-to-day tasks that you need to do. And so that's really where sequence comes into play is we're trying to take that 70% and again, not necessarily reduce the percentage of time that you're working there, but to bring down the redundancy and the opportunity for mistakes in your day-to-day and to just, as I said before, help the advisor understand what to do and when to do it. One thing we've come across as well as we've started building this out is it also works really well as a training tool. We hadn't started there with this product. We were just trying to answer a need that the three of us really needed in our day-to-day travel businesses. But when I think back to when I started in the industry about four years ago, there's no onboarding. There's no playbook. There is really nothing that tells you what you need to do as a new advisor. And the groups that you get involved with and you know the host agency that you're a part of, they're all fantastic tools and resources. What's a host agency? So getting into the travel industry, there are a number of ways in which you can do so. You could work for a company that, you know, helps clients create itineraries and book travel. A lot of people and myself and my two other co-founders included became what's called an independent consultant or an IC. And we are affiliated with a host agency. And so that then is essentially a network of independent consultants. And sometimes they are then part of a larger consortia or group that, again, just helps expand the network and the understanding and kind of the benefits that exist for the IC. So what do I get if I join a host agency? What's in it for me? It's knowledge. Honestly, it's knowledge in the network. And as I said before, the importance of community within this industry is huge. 
And so while I may not have been handed a playbook when I joined my host agency, I was then given the ability to talk to people and to have a good understanding of kind of what I was getting myself into, even if it wasn't somebody telling me what to do and when to do it the way that Sequence will. That being said, if I had been presented with a product like Sequence that said, hey, when you first reach out to somebody and they're in this prospect stage of your relationship, you need to follow up with them. And then you need to make sure that you reach out to get their passport details, you know, right out of the gate. Because if it expires within six months and you're not asking for their passport details until two weeks before they travel somewhere, you're going to find yourself in trouble. So it's a lot of those learnings that we've talked a lot about it internally and would probably have taken that first year of my time in the industry and from a learning curve standpoint, really dropped it to closer to three months. And, you know, you're by no means an expert, but you at least then are that much more comfortable. And because the business operates on commissions, which you're typically getting paid after your client has traveled, that onboarding time is huge. You know, you're looking at a chunk of time that you are essentially not making money, depending on how you structure your business. And so being able to move into a position where clients are traveling sooner and feeling confident in the trips that you're putting together for them is really big. So based on that, which is great insight, when you think of designing the product, there's kind of, I mean, it's a continuum, right? So I'm going to paint it as extremes, but there's everything in between. So you've got products that are super opinionated, like this is the way that you do X. So if it's back office software, this is the only way we're going to allow you to send invoices. This is the only way we're going to allow you to schedule meetings. This is like, it just has its way of doing it. And typically with opinionated software, it comes from someone like you and your co-founders where it's like, we all run successful agencies. This is how we do it. Therefore, this is how you should do it. To your point earlier, that software is typically fantastic for somebody who's brand new to the industry, trying to figure it out. It just creates the on-ramp to building a, a successful business. Then on the other side, you have classic, big, giant enterprise systems that you can configure any way you want. You go to the settings page and there's 300 different things you could touch or tweak or shape to allow somebody to do what they want to do. And of course, there's everything in between. The three of you are thinking about developing the solution. Where are you on that continuum? I'm actually really glad you asked that question because while we are our ideal customer in the space, which then lends us to do a little bit of what you said. You know, this is how we know the business works. This is how we know it can operate very well. We also know that that approach would get us absolutely skinned alive within our <laughs> network of other travel advisors. The speakeasy goes hostile. Exactly. It would be a very hostile takeover. And that would be the end of the speakeasy. You know, all the craft cocktails would be knocked to the one side <laughs> and we would be back to square one. <laughs> So that being said, yes, the software comes preloaded with task lists that fall within different phases of the client life cycle. So kind of starting with that prospect phase all the way through the time that a client would return back from a trip. That being said, that is meant to act as a starting point. It is meant to act as a template. And all of those task lists, all of the individual tasks themselves are completely customizable. So if somebody comes in and goes, you know, I really just don't use any of one of these task lists, bye, gone, delete it, and it's not going to show up for them anymore. Or you could have somebody come in who goes, oh, you know what? I do do this and I love doing this, but I actually do it at a very different part in my process than Sequence is outlined right now. 
awesome. So move it to that section of your task list. And we wanted to make sure that it was done that way for the reasons that you said. The ability to customize and the ability to be flexible is something that we have heard again and again as we've started these hard hat tours. And even just in casual conversation with other advisors is they want that sense of direction when it comes to having something built out that kind of tells them, again, what to do and when to do it. However, they all want that ability to modify that to best suit their business needs as well. At the risk of putting my foot in my mouth, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe any of the three co-founders are technologists by background. Is that true? That is true. We do not have a technical co-founder amongst us. So as far as uh, where we are headed right now, that is definitely somebody that we are looking to engage with and not necessarily as a founder. You know, we've had a lot of conversations with people as to the best way to work with somebody in the tech space. If you've got recommendations or you know anybody, feel free to send them our way. We will poach them from anybody we can. (laughs) Right on. But yeah, so, you know, that's kind of where we are headed right now. And that's something that we're putting a lot of time into really understanding the best way to approach that and how to move forward. We've been doing a lot of learnings to even start to try to speak the language and, you know, some self-taught work on our end. And then also, again, just conversations and that advisor network that we've been able to build out have been very helpful. What's been the biggest challenge to date trying to build a tech business without a technical co-founder? I'm asking that because in my experience, there are a lot of companies that get started without a technical co-founder. So what you're thinking, feeling, struggling with is probably not unique to you. So I'm just super curious. Sounds like you're at the stage where you're getting designs and you're going through an accelerator and you're getting ready to raise money and you're going to be building software here very soon. Which part of the journey to this point has been the hardest not having somebody as part of that team? And if, would you change anything, you know, about that when you look back or are you still like, nope, it's been great. It's just been part of the journey. To be honest, it's been great. And it's just been part of the journey. You know, we knew that that was going to be a bit of an uphill battle for us out of the gates. I think that surprisingly enough, what has shocked us has not been so much our lack of a technical co-founder and the fact that we had to learn to speak in that space and to understand what might be best for our company. Yeah, that process was a little bit slower. I think what surprised us most is learning that there are so many companies that start without somebody who's worked in the space. (laughs) So actually less shocked about not having someone on the tech side to help us was the fact that there's all these startups out there that, you know, the three of us in the travel industry go, wait, so there's people who have started travel companies without having someone in travel or there's people who have started, you know. That's almost always the way you start a business (laughs) because if you knew the industry, you just wouldn't do it. It's true. It's true. You have to have enough lack of knowledge to make you brave enough to go do that thing that nobody else has ever tried before. Yes, that's very true, but it has made us laugh. But to go back to your question, it has. It's definitely been a slower process than it likely would have been if we had had somebody more technical because we have had to learn a lot more. We spent a lot of time before developing our UX UI and our clickable prototype interviewing companies and talking to companies and researching companies and asking as many questions as we possibly could of as many people as we possibly could. But I don't think we would change it. I would have hated to have brought somebody on right out of the gates just for the sake of having a technical person and then struggling with trying to figure out how to manage that. And I also think we're much better suited now because we have had to do the legwork and we have had to do the learnings to move forward and feel very confident when we do bring somebody on board in that space, whatever that does look like, 
that we're making a much more informed decision and we'll be better suited for our business moving forward. You still run your agency? I do still run my agency. It's been a bit crazy, you know, managing both sides of that. One thing that was fantastic about these past two months when you were asking kind of where our current status of things exists, our CEO was able to move into a full-time role. So we have been self-funded thus far, all the way through our initial branding and marketing efforts, our UX, UI, our clickable prototype. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That's something we're very proud of. We also know that we were lucky enough to be able to do so. That's not lost on us. But we did just receive our first friends and family money, which did then allow her to go full-time into sequence. So then what are the goals for the next round of funding? As you think about your seed round, use of funds, how you're thinking about how long that's going to last, what are your objectives with that? I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that strategy. Our upcoming goals are definitely to get an MVP produced. And as we have learned, again, kind of going back to that relatively new to the tech space, that means different things to different people. MVP means they can sign up with an email address and that's it. (laughs) Nothing else happened. Exactly. Just a promise that something's coming and hopefully it works and all the good things. (laughs) That is our goal. Bring in somebody technical and to get a product produced that we can then start getting in front of All of these people that have been so supportive with the hard hat tours, and as I said, have been chomping at the bit truly to have a tool that will help them in their space. Aside from that, you probably will need to do episode two with Kimber, and she can elaborate kind of how we're looking to use our first round of funding and really move forward in that space. Do you have an idea of when you'd like to have an MVP? Ideally would be sometime in Q2 of next year. So one thing that we have done in addition to getting accepted to the Founders Boost Pre-Accelerator program is also applied to several other accelerator programs. We're waiting on hearing back as to whether we've gotten into those or not. And even if we did, there's no guarantee that we will move forward with those, but we just know that that's a good opportunity and kind of looking at the timeframe in terms of them running over the course of kind of December through March, depending on which program it is. Knowing that's a good opportunity to generate some additional funds and then hopefully use that time to build out the MVP as well. When you look at an accelerator program, what are you looking for? Well, from a marketing side, people to really, you know, kind of help push us in that space. I know funding is a big thing for us, just as I said, being self-funded thus far. And then at some point you do start to see those funds trickle out of it. So we would love to get some additional funding as soon as possible. I think that for the three of us and for Sequence as a company, a lot of it is learning what we don't know. It's really honing in on those pitches. And then it's understanding, again, you know, bringing in Kimber for uh, round two of this talk, but, you know, the cap table management and all of the things that go into having a startup and a new company in general, it's a whole new world. And I'm very lucky to be tackling it with to other people. This is the difference. You see me make a face because this is the difference between a travel advisor whose job is to manage all of the small details. Like you get paid by how well you understand and follow the workflow and check the boxes and do the diligence and follow through on things versus maybe some founders who've been on this podcast who are a a little more fast and loose. I'm smiling because I hear you (laughs) say like, we want to learn how to do cap table management. Nobody wants to learn how to do cap table <laughs> management. True. That's not real. True. You're forced to do it. It's not something you want to do. But it's just really interesting. Like, I mean, you can absolutely see in your answers and your personality, the amount of diligence that you bring to this company that I think is pretty rare. And when I look at most of the things that drive an entrepreneur towards starting a company, so I'm just finding it interesting how much of that translates 
to your experiences as a travel advisor and starting in that business. And I'll say thank you to that, <laughs> just in terms of, as you said, really wanting to follow through. You know, we look at it as we want to make the most of the opportunities. And so you're right. Nobody wants to have to learn cap table management. There are a <laughs> lot of things that we would prefer to not have to be a part of this journey. I'm looking for money that grows on trees. I don't want to have to go out and pitch to investors, but here we are. And that's the fact of the matter. But I think it goes back to the fact that you said a lot of people, and as we've learned as well, don't start a company in the industry that they work in. And yet we did start a company in the industry that we worked in. And for the three of us, what really drove us out of the gates was, okay, so maybe not the cheapest solution long-term, but even if it's just the three of us that use this product, it is so beneficial. And this is such a desperate need within the industry that we don't want to screw it up not just for ourselves, but again, for the collective network of advisors that we know desperately need a tool like this. And COVID, it's, hate to bring it up again, because I feel like we're slowly moving past that. But we all really learned the need to work smarter, not harder. This is a tool that will allow us to do that. The need for travel agents, advisors is only continuing to grow, especially as people are now trying to navigate where you need a COVID test, where you need a vaccine, where you need to quarantine, and just that additional level of logistics and planning that goes into our day-to-day -day business. And so you're right. We are very intelligent when it comes to the travel side of things. I do think we've carried that over, but a lot of it does. It comes from the fact that we know the people who are going to use this product. We are the people that are going to use that product. And we are very passionate about it. We don't want to screw it up. And yeah, there'll be, there'll be hiccups along the way. You know, we're not naive enough to know we're not going to run into hurdles, that things won't go perfectly. But there's such a deep-rooted passion in seeing this succeed, and we know it will succeed. So it's just a matter of us taking one step at a time to get us there. What's been the most rewarding part of the journey so far? I think it's the validation talking to travel advisor after travel advisor just going, oh my gosh, this is what you guys are doing. This is what you've been working on. Yes, please, we need this. You know, talking to them about what they're currently using and hearing time and time again, well, it works, but it doesn't do this. And in the back of our heads going, ooh, but Sequence does. And, you know, this is what I've been using for this. It's been very rewarding just hearing that sort of validation coupled with, you know, we're hoping that it also does X, Y, Z and us going, well, it's probably not going to also do XYZ, but thank you very much. And we will file that away as a potential future consideration for the product. But it's been that. And then again, at the risk of sounding a little naive about the whole thing, the fact that we've gotten this far, you know, we've started our own businesses before, but this is a very different ballgame. And I think the three of us have been very grateful to have each other. We were strangers before we started this, and we are now a very close-knit group of three. And we're really excited about how far we've taken this so far. And the fact that kind of our roles within the company have panned out the way that they did, and that we've just been able to really push ourselves to make this a success. What's been your biggest challenge? Aside from funding, which I think probably everybody dives in at some point and says, you know, everyone wants more money. Before you go deeper, not the company's biggest challenge. It's been your biggest challenge. My biggest challenge has, well, you know, running two companies is tough. So making sure that I'm fulfilling all of my needs for my travel agency, which I still have a huge passion for, and that my clients are still feeling very fulfilled 
while also, you know, managing the launch of our landing page and all of our consumer engagement and, you know, the social and the newsletter, all of the things that kind of go into that side of it as well. In addition to being that support system, you know, all of us have our individual hats and we learned very quickly that delegation is going to have to happen. And as much as all three of us want to be looped in on everything and understand everything, there's no possible way we can operate like that. So I think that's been the biggest challenge. And then also just going back and thinking through starting as a travel agent and the learning curve. You know, you start a tech company and it's that same sort of thing. There is no handbook that tells you what to do and when to do it. And so tasks that as a business person you think you should understand and you think you should know how to do take that much longer because one question spurs another question, spurs an answer, but then another question and you're constantly down this Google rabbit hole or trying to track down people who can help you in the space. And it's all part of the learning process, but it is hard when you think of yourself as a intelligent human being to have things that are taking you so much longer than you want them to or feel that they should. Getting close to time, we probably need to wrap up. Where is your next pleasure trip? What's next on your list? So I head off to Uganda in about three weeks. That's awesome. How long will you be there? Yeah, I will be there for about two, two and a half weeks. It was a trip that was supposed to take place in March of 2020, which for obvious reasons did not happen. So that finally has uh, come back to fruition, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Should be a really exciting time. And when you take a trip for fun, not for work, are you the one who books it, or do you leverage a travel advisor? (laughs) So before working in the industry, I actually had used a travel advisor before. Now that I'm in the industry, it is all of my own bookings. And to be completely frank, I always have to laugh because people ask me for details, and I have absolutely no idea. Typically until the day or two before I travel. (laughs) I just got my flights booked last week. I am waiting on some updates for my visa. You know, it's my my personal So all the things you tell your clients to do, you don't do them for yourself. You're just like all of us. You're going to work out great in tech. This is going to be great. (laughs) You know, everything that you were saying about other founders in the tech space is very much a lot of travel advisors when it comes to our own travels. It is fast. It is loose. It is last minute. And we are just kind of throwing it together as we go. Love it. People want to get in touch with you with questions or if they want to learn more, learn more about Sequence, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you would like to learn more about Sequence in general, kind of where we're at at this point, sequencesoftware.com is your best bet. If you were somebody who was listening from an advisor standpoint and are interested in chatting some more with us, investors at sequencesoftware.com is going to be the best email to reach out to or you can find us on LinkedIn. If you are a travel advisor and want to learn more, again, the website's a great place or just info at sequencesoftware.com will also get you to us. Awesome. Megan, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mike. It was great. Startup Competitors provides monthly handcrafted email updates on your top competitors. Keep up to date on new hires, marketing activities, events, awards, new product launches, pricing changes, funding, and a bunch more. Learn more at startupcompetitors.com. (laughs) 